Queen City Homicides is a true crime podcast that focuses on real stories based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Although true crime may be a form of entertainment for some, let it also be a tool for education and awareness. Let us never forget that these are real stories of real people. Listener's discretion is advised. Hey y'all, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer before this episode started. So um, I'm learning that when I'm with my friends, I'm hella loud on the microphone and sometimes they're loud, <laughs> which is not a problem. You know what I'm saying? But um, I have to remember to back away from the microphone because I'm usually like really close. So I apologize if the audio in the last episode, um, if I was a little too loud, um, I think my homegirl Samana sounded super good, but I feel like I sounded super loud. So I apologize if that messed with the overall quality of the episode. I feel like the same thing probably happened in this episode, but I feel like I corrected it on both sides for me and my friend that's going to be in this episode. So I feel like it'll be better, but in future episodes, I would just take that into account. So the overall quality and sound of the episode is better. So I apologize again if this episode's quality is a little not up to par you know what I'm saying so I just wanted to give you a little disclaimer and also I'm gonna say it in the episode that this is episode 13 but it's actually episode 12 and episode 12 will actually be episode 14 and it all makes sense when you'll actually when y'all will actually hear it um when episode 14 comes out because we recorded both in the same day but um we wanted to add some space in between because that's what my friend wanted. So I just wanted to respect my friend. <laughs> and so that's what I'm going to do. So I just wanted to give y'all that quick disclaimer. And I hope y'all enjoy that episode. And yeah, also thank you to everybody who has been supporting the podcast. Like I didn't realize so many people were listening to it and that so many people actually enjoyed it. And that just means the world to me and to the family that have reached out to me and told me thank you. And that just means the world to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that was my intention with the podcast, but to actually see it, I'm like, oh wow, like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I hope everybody's doing well and let's get into episode 12. The tally of people killed in Charlotte, all of which happened in just the past 24 hours. Attic scene in North Charlotte, East Charlotte. In West Charlotte, South Charlotte. Queen City made homicides. Take a listen. Hey everybody! I'm always nervous in front of my friends when they're on here. <laughs> but we got a new guest, and it's one of my homies since I was 15. I feel like everybody I've known since I was 15. So, hi Steven, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Period! It's giving. It is, it really is. Period. We outside, but inside, but outside, but you know. Yeah. We, we here. in the building. We in the building. I know yes, that's right, Steven. Yes, I know that's right, Steven. So how I you never filmed today? a podcast before. So like, you know. It's giving. I got to get into the groove of it. But you know, I mean, it feels like I'm standing in front of like a microphone to record music. So it's the same thing. Yes, because he know, is so. an artist, y'all. If you want to plug yourself in, go I ahead. Do. Space uh, Got It. At Space Got It on Instagram. That's S-P-A-C-E-G-O-T-I-T. Space Got It. That's me because I always do. Yes, sir. Don't forget it. If you can't forget it, if you won't remember, you're going to remember. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Y'all heard it here first. You heard it Queen here City first. Queen City Homicides. Uh. <laughs> How are you feeling today, friend? I'm good. You know, woke up, ate some Chick-fil-A, okay. got to it. 
Yeah. We in here. Period. We in here. My fault. You are so good. I said, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, Steven is actually the one who told me about this story. So thank you so much for telling me about it. I appreciate the real friends who give me stories to cover because I wouldn't be here without y'all. And to the real friends who listen, because I think Steven, you are one of my only friends, like I said, who listens to the podcast. I appreciate you. If you are one of her friends and you are listening to this for the first time, you got to tap in because what I'll be listening to all this, like while I'm at work and stuff too. So. It's really entertaining, and it's like it's not just entertaining; it's informative. So, if you want to learn something about your city, just tap in. Okay, come on, we love that. You feel me? Okay, it's nice. It's really nice. I'll be listening to it all the time for real. Thank you. Steve. It's like what, like twelve or thirteen episodes now? I think this is thirteen. This is the thirteenth episode. Yeah. Come on with the numbers. Yeah. He know. He know. That's a real one right there. I appreciate you. That's one of my lucky numbers too. Okay. So like, yeah. Okay. Steven, Tapped what's your in. sign? I'm a Pisces. Oh my god! I was born March third. March third. See, I didn't know what your sign was. That makes sense. I like that. I think you're one of the only Pisces that I know. What are you a Sagittarius? Yeah. What is you uh, uh, December what eighteenth? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. I was gonna say eighteenth or sixteenth, but I didn't. Yeah. You got it though. You was around yeah. the ball. ball and then because I know your cousin's birthday, you know, because I be with yes, you all the time, so. yes. It's like December eighth. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout you out know. to you. Shout out to Jonathan or Domi, whatever y'all want to call him. If you listening to this, which I you doubt. a sucker. <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah, no. Nah. I'll probably in, send though. it to him so he can listen to it. Right, but tune in though. We shouted you out. Love you, Definitely cause. got to. Love you, cuz. All right, but let's get started with this <clears> episode. <throat> okay, so Andrew Dion McCullough was born on December thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. He was a Sagittarius, which we love. Anytime I'm researching a case and I see that they were born in December or are a Sagittarius, I'm automatically excited because we the best. I don't care. Everybody be hating on Sagittarius, but we the best. Anyways. I don't really know all the signs like that to be able to to be <laughs> to be able to be like, oh yeah, that's my Sagittarius homie. Like my friends who will tell me their signs, like I know their signs, but I'm not super tapped. I'm not super big into it either, but I just like, I think it's fun, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I know my friend's signs for the yeah. most part, but I love my sign. And I just know that everybody be hating on Sagittarius for some They call us Sagittarius, but we're not, which is awesome. You're very mellow, so I don't really understand that. I don't know, man. I, I think know. it's the man. I, I feel like I've never made you mad to see like what that would turn into, though. And like I don't know if I'm going to try, like because that doesn't really make sense. But like I don't. The thing is, I don't even be getting mad like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like me. <sighs> okay, <laughs> but shout out to you, Andrew. I already knew. I already know you were a real one. Okay. Nah, he was for real. Like I grew up with him. Okay, let me just say also real go quick ahead, go ahead. before we get like super deep into this. This dude was not my best friend. Like we were not super close anymore. Like like we hung out a few times. You know what I'm saying? Before what happened to him happened, but. That was my man's. I grew up with him. We played baseball together. You know what I'm saying? We went to the elementary, middle school together type shit. He was cool, bro. He was mad cool. I don't know how this happened, why this happened, but I know he was not deserving of this. I'm going to just say that. Period. And that's why I sent over this story. Period. Anyway, let's get back into it. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, I already know you were a real one because he just he just seemed like he was. Andrew was described as super funny. He was always laughing. He was just really carefree and easygoing. He had two sons, and I'm sure he was an amazing dad. In 2020, Andrew was only 23 years old. 
He was really just beginning his life. And looking at pictures of him, you can just tell how full of life he was. He had this big, beautiful smile. And you just can't help but smile when you look at him. He was truly a beautiful person. And I see you shaking your head. So you agree. Bro, what? This dude was so funny. I remember, like, just being in baseball, like, in practice. And, like, him just saying mad funny shit, like, on the bus. Or, or whatever it would have been, like, on the way to games or this, that, or the third. Or being in school, him just saying mad funny things. And um, we was also in this group together when we was younger called, like, Right Moves for Youth. Mm-hmm. That was for, like, the kids who used to, like, get in trouble more mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we was in that together. And I remember he used to always be funny, like, in the little breaks we would take from class to go over there or whatever. Um, and then in high school, bro was mad cool. I used to just smoke with him every once in a while and type shit. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then I remember when he had kids. I remember, like, all Aww. this, like. It's crazy to think about. Like, it is. I grew up with bro. Like, he had kids. I was like, damn. Because, like, that was at a point where, like, not a lot of my friends even had kids. Right. So, it was like, damn. Like, And then, like, you was talking about his smile also. Bro had white ass teeth. Yeah, I saw He had pictures. very white teeth. That was something, like, when you met him, you noticed about him. Yeah. He had a big smile. He was mad funny. He had white ass teeth. I don't know. That's just a random fact. No, no. But you can, like I said, mm-hmm. people will see it on Instagram. He has this big smile. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I saw the pictures of him. And I'm just like, damn, I'm smiling. Like, like bro was infectious for real. Yes. Was, like, and that's yeah, what I was real. thinking. He just had this infectious smile. So, yeah. And he I was going to. personality for sure. I believe it. I think you can just tell that he was, like I said, he would just seem like he was full of life. But I think I was going to say was that I think that you're the first person I've had on this podcast who has kind of like a direct relation to a person that I'm talking about. Like you said, you might have not been friends towards the end, but this is somebody that you did grow up with and had memories with, you know? So I just think you're one of the first people who I've had on the podcast who like, I've talked to this person. I've seen this person. I, like, for the most part, kind of know this person, you know? So, I just think that's pretty interesting. It's crazy that you say that, but it's also, like, sad because, like, that's not the only person I even know. No, I know. And it's like, damn. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like that was the person that, like, I had, like, no idea, like, Mm -hmm. what could have happened. Like, like, just, like, sometimes I just be thinking about it, like... For sure. Like, why? Right. Why would somebody do that? Right. That was cool. But I don't know. So, like, I don't know. Whenever I just brought it up, it was just one of those things I was thinking about at the moment. So, I just had to bring it to the table. No, and I appreciate that. And it's like, you know, side note. And then it was like, what if you found something that I didn't see? Or, like, what if you discovered something that I wasn't aware of about the whole situation? And it's like, you know what I'm saying? I never know. Right. So, for sure. So, um, on the evening of July 16th, Andrew went out for a walk. And around 11.45 p.m., a neighbor called 911 and stated that they had seen a man with a gun walking around and then had heard gunshots. When police arrived at the 7500 block of Bramblewood Drive, they found Andrew in the yard with multiple gunshot wounds. And he was then rushed to Atrium Health Carolina's medical center. Um. Okay, well, if there's one thing I can say... uh. He definitely would just walk around and smoke sometimes. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was driving through where he lived at, sometimes I would just see that motherfucker just walking around smoking. Like, mm-hmm. like normal. Right. So, like, 
I it wasn't know. unusual for him yeah, to go like, out for this walk. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say that, because, like, I don't know. Okay. But, I mean, I would say, like, there was definitely times I saw him walking around just smoking. Okay. Or, like, it wasn't just him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be him and, and somebody else I knew. Yeah, or, some you know, Type shit. Because, like, everybody on the south side, like, who stays on the south side, everybody still fuck with each other. Like, sure. everybody still has that love. So, it's like. That was another thing. Like, when this happened, the next morning, everybody's like, damn, bro. Like, I can't believe this happened. Like, R.P. Drew and, like, this and this. And, like, I, I don't know. It's it's crazy to see how, like, tight-knit that community really is. And, like, how a bunch of people came together for that when that shit happened. I like, believe it. Like, not even just, like, oh, we had, like, a candlelight type shit. Like, just like a couple friends that I hadn't talked to for a while when that happened, like we we just pulled up on each other and right. just had to chop it up just because all this happened, we had to catch up on a lot of things. And it's just like it's crazy how that happens. But yeah, um RP Andrew, for real. For sure. So police initially thought that Andrew would survive, but when Andrew arrived at the hospital, he was pronounced dead. Officials investigated for several hours following the crime. They used flashlights as it was still dark outside and used canine units to see if they could find any evidence. And it's unclear what evidence they found. And if they did, they haven't released any information that I could find on. But like what information I could find on what may have been found. And that may be because they want to keep the information close to home until they have more evidence or a person of interest. But I do hope that maybe they found, like, gun casings that could identify the type of gun that was used or any items left behind by the killer that may have some type of DNA on it. Um, so hopefully they have something like that. The- yeah, I always... Uh, oh, my fault. No, go ahead. I always thought about, like, things like that. Like, oh, I wonder if they found, like, shell casing with fingerprints on them. Right. It's like, it's like, not everybody... And I'm not saying, like, to be like, oh, hoo, hoo, all crazy and shit. But, right. like, not everybody would be smart enough to just, like, wipe pick a up bullet their cases. off. Or, right. like, or yeah, pick up their pick cases. Up. Right. Like, like, that shit happens and you finna dip. Like, right. obviously, it's hot. You got to get out of there. Right. So, like, I don't know. That's just the type of shit I think about. And it's like, if that was the case, how come it wasn't that easy? Like, and that's know. what I'm saying. I feel like if they found gun casings and they would have been able to. I mean, obviously, not everybody's gun is registered. So, that's also the problem that they might not be able to find it. But you could at least kind of start to narrow down you know and start to mm-hmm. be on the lookout well this kind of gun was used yeah and now like, let's be on the lookout for this kind of gun you know what i'm saying yeah. and gun owners even if they're registered or not like we can start narrowing it down you know it's like like if there's skirt marks on the tires like oh what kind of tire pattern is exactly that? Like, like if there are gun cases what kind of shells are those like right. if you pull somebody over and you just caught them with a brick on you know like like what kind of bullets is in that same gun? Yeah, or, the, like, or that's what I'm saying. Like gun, know. you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, it's, it's all type of shit I think about when I think about shit like this, and it's like, ah, uh, you know. Me um, too. Me too. And we're gonna get into that later too, so we can kind of start knocking out different theories and stuff like that yeah. when we get to that point. Because I, I'm sure I had a lot of questions. You have a lot of questions. The community has a lot of questions. You know what I'm saying? So we will get into that. So, the problem CMPD ran into with this investigation is that no one saw the shooter. Or if they did, they weren't able to identify him. It was almost midnight at the time. And looking at the neighborhood, there were a few streetlights, but not enough to be able to clearly describe somebody. Which, I'm like, y'all, we need to get back into the streetlights. I feel like when we were growing up, the streetlights was on. They was bright. Now it's like these dim-ass lights. It's giving horror movie. Like, what is They used to be on? yellow. Now they're orange. Like, yellow, you can see a little bit better at least. Like, 
come on like what is going on and then it's cases like these where you're like bro like what is going on like if maybe there was a street light like maybe if there was a better street light or if it was better lit like we might have been able to see somebody you know so city of charlotte let's do better um (laughs) let's do better let's do better so andrew was the sixth homicide in the last week during that time and he was the 61st of that year the city was really the morning the loss of so many and remind also to remind everybody this was 2020 so this is the midst of the pandemic i feel like we saw a lot of violence going on in the city and a lot of it also went uncovered because the world was in the middle of a pandemic you know what i'm saying so i just thought that was a quick side note because i feel like a lot of deaths occurred that we do not know about okay see and it's like knowing about shit like that is crazy because like i know a a couple people that died during the pandemic and it's Mm. like they Mm. did not die of no covid like you know what i'm saying this was real life this was in the street that they died like and it's crazy to think about like a couple of those are unsolved still oh i believe it and like a couple of those i still be sitting there wondering Wondering what happened what the fuck like is anybody ever gonna go figure this shit out like and then like you know the streets know the streets know I mean, I don't know about, you know, Drew or nothing like that, but, you know, there's some shit out there, like, they know. Yeah. And, of course, there's, you know, we're not going to talk because, you know, no snitching and this type of policy and this other shit like that. Maybe whatever they, these motherfuckers think, but, um, like, people know about beef and about, like, people that hate each other or just have, like, a, a dislike for each other and, like. I feel like in, in, in that kind of time when COVID was happening, like the police presence wasn't as strong it and wasn't. like protesting and et cetera was going on. So like there was distractions. It was. It was a lot of distractions. And that's why it's so easy for these stories to get lost because Exactly. Because you get this this one article quick half a page, this person died, da 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 da. CMPD is investigating, call the homicide unit. If but you then the next team. morning there's two more. Right. Literally, he was the sixth in that week. Exactly. You know? So, it's it's insane. So, I just wanted to add that because I just thought it was crazy. I just want to know the statistics for 2020. Aside from the pandemic, I feel like there's a lot that we don't know that happened during that year that is important. Since his death, the investigation into who did this, who did this to Andrew has moved slow. CMPD is really relying on the public to help solve this. His mother, Mary McCullough, is still fighting for justice, and this is a quick snippet of her speaking. We got to live with it every day, and I want to know, how can you sleep? Just hope that whoever did it come forward, if anybody know who did it, will come forward. So, what do you think, Stephen, what she said? What do you mean, like, what do I think? Like, what do you think? Like, how do you feel? How does that make you feel watching that video? I mean, like, it definitely, you know, like, it it, it bothers me. Like, it hurts for it sure to, like, hurt. to see his mama. Like, I know his mama. Yeah. Like, his mama seen me when I was a little-ass kid playing mm. baseball. She seen me strike out before. She seen me get frustrated. Like, yeah. she seen him be like, bro, chill out, bro. Right. Like, it's just a game. Like, right. Like, bro, we are kids, bro. Right. Like. His mama has seen me, like, and, and to see her, like, feeling like that is crazy. Like, and then, like, his sister had just passed a little bit before then. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's just. It's heartbreaking. It hurts, bro. Like, it hurts to see somebody's mama like that. Like, it, it like, it, and it's crazy to think about so many people's mamas get to go through that. That are going through that. Like, 
that sucks. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I wish she didn't have to go through that. Me too. I really do. Me too. I don't know. My prayers go out to her. For sure. And his family. For sure. And his sons and, you know. Everybody. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I've said it time and time again. No mother should have to bury their child. And no mother deserves to be put through the heartbreak of not knowing who did this to your child and why. Mary deserves answers. She has been th- she has been through too much already, and I really must commend her on her strength to continue fighting for her son. Like you said, she lost her first daughter in June to cancer, and then six weeks later, she lost her son to violence. It's unimaginable to think about the pain and trauma she experienced back to back. I really am praying for Mary and will continue to. Mary continues to carry Andrew's pamphlet from his memorial service, which I think is just another heartbreaking thing. Like that just, if that doesn't hurt your heart, like I don't know what does, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I um I have a couple of pamphlets from like my friends' memorial services and stuff, mm-hmm. and like I keep them like in my toolboxes mm-hmm. and like, stuff like that. So like I, I can see them and be a reminder it. like, oh yeah, like, that's my man's you gotta remember like you mm-hmm. know? but yeah yeah the home where andrew was found shot at they didn't know him personally um but since his murder they have placed flowers in honor of his memory in the spot where he was found which i thought was sweet of them to do i think mm-hmm. it was a good way to commemorate that like turn it into something positive you know yeah um when when that first happened i didn't know that it was somebody else's house yeah i thought he was at his house and somebody like pulled up on him while he was outside mm-hmm. and then like as as time went on i found out and, you know. right but right. yeah that's it's crazy it has been three years since his murder, and his family still have no answers. Andrew deserves that justice. His mother, his family, his sons, his friends, his community, they all deserve answers. We should never stop fighting for Andrew because I'm sure he wouldn't have stopped fighting if it was somebody that he cared about. Someone out there knows something or saw something or talked to somebody who has the answer. I'm asking you that you come forward. Help bring this family peace. After three years, it's what they deserve. I think Andrew's case is one that can be solved. I think a lot of cases can be solved when people decide to speak up. But it takes you putting your pride or principles to the side and remembering that someone who deserved to be here isn't anymore. And that person deserves justice. Which I understand, like, we have this whole street shit and, you know, snitches get stitches, all all, all that rah-rah shit. But I'm sorry, y'all. Like I said, you got to put your pride or your principles to the side sometimes. Steven, I don't know. You let me know. You a man. It's a little different for you. I'm not in this street shit. I don't know none of this street shit. You know, so I know it's different. It's a different world. But at the same time, it's just like, bro, how many more people are we going to lose without answers? How many more mothers have to cry? Like, how many more sons have to be raised without fathers? Daughters without fathers? Mothers? All these things. Like, somebody out there knows something. And I think they got a motherfucking stand on what they did. If you if you're ready to take a life, then you better, ready be, you better be ready to do life. If you take a life, you got to be ready to give yours. I'm just saying. Like... I don't know. I don't know about involvement in none of that. And I don't know who would know, but like, I don't know. I just feel like this is, if you, if you try to play God, then you better be ready for the motherfuckers to come at your door. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not just like, oh, I'm finna hit a lick on somebody. Yeah. I'm robbing somebody somebody for some money. Or I'm finna steal their drugs. You know, I'm finna do this. I'm finna do that. I'm finna run off on the plug. You just took somebody's whole life. And you just destroyed. Life for nothing. For nothing. And you destroyed a whole family. 
a whole community. And now for the next day, month, week, year, years, they don't have answers. They just know that he went out for a walk and he never came back. And that's not fair. So, like I said, if somebody knows something, it's time for y'all to come forward. And it's time that his family deserves to get some answers, to get some justice. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. It's, I'm going to stand on that. So, yeah. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I just get so passionate. passionate I get it. passionate because this shit is frustrating. Like, because, nah, it's real. Because it's real. And I know that, like, and unfortunately, I know that, like, it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to change. I can sit here on this microphone all day and ask somebody to come forward or tell you how wrong it is that they're not coming forward. But at the end of the day, I know that they may never come forward and that this may never get solved. But the problem is that a lot of these cases are solvable. It's just that people don't want to talk. And I get that when you've been raised in an environment when you've been taught not to talk. But sometimes you have to make that choice for yourself and be that human being and come forward. So, I'm sorry. I get passionate about this shit. Because how, bro, you know how many stories there are out there in Charlotte in the world? There are over 600 cold cases in the city alone. And that's just here. That's just here. Charlotte is number one of what in, in North Carolina. And then North Carolina is one of 50. And then out of 50, there's other countries. There's Canada. And there's Mexico, and there's Dominican Republic, exactly. and there's Puerto Rico, and there's Cuba, and there's Jamaica, and there's like, bro. At some point, come on, like I don't know. I'm not saying go snitch on your man's. Right. I mean, I get it. But I, damn, somebody wants some clarity. Like his mom least. deserves that. His sons deserve that. They will not ever grow up. No, you you telling me you're perfectly okay with these two boys growing up not knowing what happened to their dad. Just knowing that he went out for a walk and never came back. That should fuck with some people. So... The questions I have concerning Andrew's case is what evidence was found and maybe if the police released it, it may help someone come forward. I understand they might want to keep that shit close to home, but sometimes releasing that might help somebody come forward like, hey, that kind of looks familiar. You know what I'm saying? Or so-and-so mentioned that to me in passing one time and I didn't take him for real, but maybe he was for real. Yeah. You know? So... Where did the shooter go after they murdered Andrew, and how did it get away so fast? This was a residential area, so was the person someone who also lived in the community? And if so, what if they just ran into their house? Because we don't know if the police investigated neighbors, investigated the community. What if this was somebody in the area, you know? I didn't even think about that. You know? And maybe... And if they weren't, where did they go? Was there a car that neighbors could have heard drive off or did the person leave on foot? Like you said, were there tire marks? Did anybody hear a car screeching off? Did anybody see something? Looking at the street that he lived on or was walking upon, Bramblewood Drive, it's a part of a huge neighborhood. If the person ran off on foot, they'd have to be one, really fast, and two, know the area to get out of there in time without police or anyone seeing them. Because I'm sure, I mean, because I can't say this, I've heard gunshots and I haven't opened up my window before. You know what I'm saying? But that person did, because obviously they saw somebody walking with a gun and then they heard gunshots. So... 
I don't know, maybe more people were looking out outside, you know what I'm saying? So this person had to know the area to get out of there in time before police or somebody saw them. And if you're running through back, you, I'm gonna get to that. Another question I have is, did any street cameras or home security cameras catch the person fleeing the scene? Because it's possible that in 2020, someone or some camera caught footage of this person. So I was going to say, like, what if they were running through somebody's backyard? Like, ring cameras, floodlights turned on. Like That's one of the things I think about, too. And it's like... And then, like, if you at home all day in 2020, a lot of people was this getting ring cameras. That's how... A lot of that stock blew up, and That's I'm true. I don't I don't mean to like relate it to like oh money or whatever, but like I remember that this is like, true. I had stock in the ring cameras, and it blew up because in 2020 everybody was sitting at home getting Amazon packages every day, getting exactly. packages stolen, and so people were watching them on ring cameras. So I sit there and wonder all the time, how does somebody's camera not pick that up? That's what I'm saying. They pick up loud noises, right? When a loud noise goes off, some of them. Oh, like our yeah and it's yeah. not even just ring so, like, cameras there are there are exactly. more security cameras out there like exactly. i've seen a ton and like you said this is at 11 45 midnight so i know some people in that area had to have some floodlights in the back if this person is running through the back them things are turning on security is catching them was any of the because when you have the ring app i don't know about any other cameras but when you have the ring app if somebody makes a post in the neighborhood strange person walking behind my yard did anybody see this person you can make a post about that and the whole area is, uh, is alerted so the police even look into that you know what I'm saying? I think these are things that need to be looked into. So the last question I have, um, was this person someone that Andrew knew? Because getting shot multiple times doesn't always mean that it was personal. You know, I think we've seen that, all seen that before. But sometimes when it is overkill, it could be a personal vendetta. So I posed the question, was Andrew's death a mere coincidence of wrong person, wrong time, or was it personal? We don't know. And I think the police need to look into that. Yeah, because I I don't know. I be thinking about that all the time. Like, Because like you said, you've driven in that neighborhood before and seen him. I be seeing him. Well, I used to be seeing him all the time. So what if somebody else was the same way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Damn. See, and that's like one of those things. I didn't think of it like that way. Right. Like, but you yeah. think about it like people study routines. If this was somebody that knew him or was an acquaintance of him, if like you said, I've driven around the neighborhood, I saw him a few times. He might have not always been alone, but I saw him a few yeah. times walking around the neighborhood smoking, doing whatever, chilling, taking a little walk. It was the middle of July. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's hot outside. It's hot outside. It's you nice a, to be you, outside. You take it's a not nice that little hot, stroll but it's a little warm. At Smoke night. your blunt. You feel good. You, you, and you're a man, you know. so it's different. You know what I'm saying? You don't really have that extra fear. As a as a woman, you might be a little more scared to walk outside around that time of night. But as a man, you're like, shit, I'm just going to take me a little walk. You know what I'm saying? So if you saw that, it's possible that somebody else noticed that too and was like, oh, well, I'm about to spin the block. You know what I'm saying? Another one I was thinking about is like, what if the person they saw walking around with a gun was him? It's possible. And, like, somebody heard about that, and they got, like, shook, and they wanted to be a little vigilante, and something happened between them. This, But this also goes back to the theory of what if it was somebody in the neighborhood, exactly. and they realized, oh, my God, I might have just shot my neighbor, 
and I'm going to run back into my house. If it was that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So there's so many different theories, and I really pray that the investigators are asking themselves these same questions. And I pray that they don't give up on Andrew and his family. Because even in the last episode that I covered on Shania, we saw that the original detective that was on the case stopped caring. So who's to say that he was the only detective in the homicide unit that just stopped caring? You know what I'm saying? So I hope that they really, I hope that they haven't closed this case. I hope that they're still investigating, that they're still asking questions, and that there is a detective on this case that actually cares to find out the answer. And they're asking themselves these same questions because... Looking at that, as I was writing this, I'm like, hold on. What if it was a neighbor? What if they just ran into their house? Because that's really convenient. What exactly. If, you know what I'm saying? That's very convenient. Oh, I heard nothing. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I was asleep. Yeah, like, I heard nothing. What just happened? Oh, my God. Because they're not going to ask, can I search your house? Exactly. You're they're not just a suspect. A neighbor. They're asking you to be That's honest. what I'm saying. You're not a suspect. So There is no suspect. That There is no suspect. You know Still. what I'm saying? Still. So that's what I'm saying. Like, these are very valid questions. So, like I said, I really pray that they are um, asking themselves these same questions that we are right now. And I just want everybody to know that Andrew was not just a number or a statistic or another case. He was a person, a son, a father, a brother, a cousin, a friend. And we should never stop fighting for someone who deserved more. He deserved to live his life and raise his sons. And I pray that his family is doing the best that they can after this tragic loss. I pray that Andrew is resting in peace and is continuing to watch over his family, friends, and community with a smile. And that concludes episode 13 of Queen City Homicides. How you feeling, Steven? Um, I feel good. You know, it was nice to, to you know, bring some attention to... to Somebody I knew that I feel like deserved Deserves to that. be spoken about, to be, to be, you know, to to be recognized, you know. Exactly. It felt, it felt nice to bring that to light, you know. Exactly. And I, I do hope that you know someday there's that clarity to hear like, oh, like they found somebody, they found out who it was, like for real, like that would be great. But I guess we just gotta wait and see. <sighs> I hope we don't have to wait any longer. Yeah. And if any of y'all listening have a theory or have a question, you know, leave it on Instagram. If any of y'all listening knew him, leave it on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like a part of the podcast isn't just talking about what happened to the person. It's talking about who they were before this happened to them. So please leave that on Instagram. If you fuck with the podcast, leave a review, like it, I don't know. You know, um, I hope that we did this story justice. We were not assuming anything on who Andrew was or what happened. You know what I'm saying? We know that he was a, a human being. He was a friend. He was a son. He was a brother. He was a father, you know, and he deserved to be here and he deserves justice and his family deserves justice. And that's the only reason why we're telling this story and we're trying to get answers just like everybody else's. And I really hope that CMPD is actually putting an effort to solve this case and it's not just putting it on the shelf because it's not solvable or there's nothing we can do or that's it, you know. Because there's more, there's more that needs to be investigated in this. There's so, always more. There's always more. And maybe they are and they're just not releasing it. But I think maybe they should think about it. 
because somebody out there knows something and it's time it's time y'all so yeah um i appreciate y'all listening for sure i hope y'all liked the episode i hope we did it justice i I don't really like to say if y'all liked the episode because i don't think this is stuff that you can like but i hope that it was informational and that we brought awareness to a story maybe you haven't heard or maybe you have heard and you forgot about it and or you're you're still asking yourself these same questions too and steven i want to thank you for coming on the podcast thank you and for telling me about andrew um I, i really hope that he gets the justice that he deserves he was a beautiful person yeah for sure i hope so too and and he definitely was bro like and you know um, R.P. Andrew, R.P. Nate, R.P. Uh, Jam Mario, R.P. Josue, R.P. Everyone that's been lost. Um, thank you for having me. It's been a blessing. Thank you. And um, I hope that, you know, something is figured out with all these people that that just go unanswered and go, you know, forgotten yeah, but, yeah. for a while. And I, I hope that not everyone stays forgotten. Oh, that's the perfect way to say that. I hope everybody is not forgotten. Period. All right, y'all. Well, be safe out here, y'all. Love you guys so much. And thanks for being a part of the Queen City Homicides community and just the Charlotte community in general. Just remember to stay safe out there, y'all. Bye, (laughs) y'all.